this is why we have the best fans in the world. Welcome to Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction and Harry Styles podcast. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Kara. And this is our 108th episode of Talk Direction. And honestly, it has been so freaking long since we've recorded. Or like, just, I feel like, I don't know, these past couple weeks, I haven't taken a step back from like One Direction, but just because I've been so busy with other things, I haven't like been able to like invest the amount of time that I usually invest both on the podcast and on One Direction and all that stuff. Would you say you feel the same, Kara? Yeah, I think so. Like, because we were both away. Um, You went to the farm, the mysterious farm, right? Yeah. (laughs) Um, How was that? It was really fun. It's in New uh, New Hampshire and I got to climb a mountain. Um, I did a video about it on Patreon, actually. Uh, I was really happy with how it turned out. So if you want to go check out some beautiful mountain scenery... Um, go check out patreon.com slash talk direction. Yeah, I saw your video of it and I was like, oh my God, this looks so similar to what I was doing as well. Because I feel like I did, I don't know, I was watching both your snaps and everything. Um, and I feel like they were the, the climbing and the mountain stuff was similar because I did a lot of that. I was in Vancouver, um, and we did a lot of like mountain climbing and like outdoorsy stuff while we, we were there. Um, I feel like I didn't I didn't film anything really when I was there, but maybe I'll do a, a video talking about where I went and stuff. Do you um, have pictures and stuff? Yeah, I have tons of pictures. Because, like, so. your snaps were so beautiful, especially when you're on the ski lift and you could just see all of the pine trees. I was dying. Yeah. Oh, my God, so beautiful. Have you been to Vancouver before? No, I've never been, so that was a first. I mean, I have all my snaps saved, so potentially I could just, like, upload those into a video. It'll be kind of, like, weird, like, because it's on a iPhone shape up and down rather than horizontal, I think, most You of could them. do, like, a talking video and then, like, insert pictures or something. Yeah, that would be good. A lot of work, but, you know. <laughs> It'd be fun, <laughs> though, because then you could, like, save it, you know, for, like, yeah. your own self. Yeah, I still have to go through all the photos and, like, somehow put together, like, a coherent, um album of photos mm-hmm. just because my family all took photos so then you know oh you're God. collecting them from every freaking person yeah which is just a pain um but what else did I have to say um oh yeah and I also got my um wisdom teeth out a couple days ago so how my are you mouth, feeling <laughs> it's pretty sore still yeah like when I'm not on drugs like when I didn't take any medicine to help the pain um, then it hurts quite a lot. It kind of feels like the pain if anyone's had braces and you get your braces like tightened or like you go in and they put a new band on and put all the new colors on. That's what it feels like pretty much. Uh, yeah. But you didn't get um, pain meds for those. So I guess this is good since I get pain meds. But also there's like holes in my mouth. So that's Ooh. the downside. Um, but yeah, um, I think uh, it'll still be a while till I'm, you know, back to eating the way... I usually do rather than like drinking soup, but yeah, everything went well. So hopefully it's all good. Nice. Um, and then, oh yeah, if you guys haven't 
um, seen our last two episodes, we had a special guest on, Sasha, from at Styles Movie News. And we talked all about Dunkirk. We did it in two episodes because we liter- literally just did a complete walkthrough of the movie, like, scene by scene, word by word. Um, uh, so if you haven't, like, listened to those or haven't seen Dunkirk or you saw Dunkirk since those episodes, make sure you go back and listen to them because the feedback we've gotten from them are is really great. And I just feel like... We learned so much from Sasha when we talked to her and she just had so much interesting Mm -hmm. extra information that you just wouldn't know without the amount of research she put in. So I highly recommend listening to those two episodes. Um, And then, oh yeah, so today's episode, this is a long intro, but it was definitely needed given the time spent away. Um, Today we're finally doing a lyrical analysis of a Harry Styles song. Um, We're doing Two Ghosts, so you can look forward to that. Um, the last time we did one was for Sign of the Times, and every oh my week God. since, I know, every week since we've been talking about the Others Boys music, and like, Dunkirk, and just different things that have been happening, and we haven't gotten the chance to talk about any other songs, so we're going to do that, which is exciting, and then on our Talk Direction Down Low, which is a part of our Patreon um, subscription. Patreon is a site where we put um, video um, videos up. We put extra podcast content there, like an extra half hour of episode, every single episode, or half hour extra talking show, whatever you want to call it. Um, and we're going to continue our conversation, I think, that we had last TDDL, where we were talking about shipping and um, specifically because Louis had been asked about Larry Stylinson. Um, we were talking about that and we got a ton of feedback from you guys over on Patreon um, and it seemed like you guys had a ton of really interesting things to talk about and say. So we want to read some of those emails and respond to them and keep um, that conversation going. Um, what else? Yeah, so patreon.com slash talk direction for all that type of stuff. Now, moving on to our back to you segment. Which is where we get all your feedback from different past shows. And um, I think we have two emails today. Um, You can email us at talkdirection at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter and send us messages there at talk underscore direction. Um, We have a Tumblr, which is talkdirection.tumblr.com. And an Instagram where we also take messages, which is just talkdirection. So the first one is an email from Lena, I think... Um, it's pronounced, um, I think she is from, they're from Germany, and so I was looking up the German pronunciation. Mm-hmm. Nice. Could be Le- Lena, 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 I don't know which one, but it's pretty name. Please let us Any know. Any which way. Yeah, let us know. We like to pronounce names correctly, even though we suck at it. <laughs> um, okay, so Lena said, hi guys, I've been a listener for a couple months now. But I've never actually written in. So, hi, I'm Lena. Hey. I was, re- <laughs> I was reading through my Another Man issue the other day, and I also finally listened to the episode that you did when it came out, almost a year too late, lol. And in that episode, you talk about how you really wanted to read the books Harry picked for his archive. I was wondering if you ever got around to doing that. I've listened, I haven't listened to all the episodes, so maybe I missed it. But if you did, how did you like them? And do you feel you learned anything new about Harry through his favorite books? Since someone's favorite books can sometimes tell you a lot about them as a person. 
Uh, we read some excerpts of Siddhartha in school a couple years ago, and I remember really liking it, and I love the extract Harry picked for the issue, so I'm super excited to read that one, which for some reason I've managed to procrastinate since September of last year. <laughs> I haven't read a lot of Bukowski, but from what I know, he has some, has some not-so-great views on women, so I don't know how I feel about that one. Much love to you from a very rainy Berlin. Keep up the great work, Lena. Um, wow, this was such a nice message. Hi, Lena. Um, um, Kara, I feel like, did you read some of it? I read, I can't remember which one I read. I don't know if I was reading uh, Harry's favorite, because I thought, I think Love is a Dog from Hell is the one he talked about, and, Mm -hmm. um, I think that's a book of poems that I also think I downloaded, but I don't think I really dove into it that much. Um, I think I started reading Women, which I think is another book that, like, Harry has been seen um reading and I have to say I really I like got like maybe a few chapters in and it like made me sick to my stomach just the way he talks really? about women it was really repulsive and like Ew. I might have to go back and give it a the old college try and maybe get like halfway but like to be honest like there's just so many other authors I'd rather be putting in my brain and like getting inspiration from other than like mm-hmm a white man who disrespects women in such a visceral way. Like, uh... Ugh, that is so disappointing. It is very disappointing. Harry, like, has been seen with these horrible books. I know, because it's also, like, like, I just feel like he's, like, touted as one of the greats, but it's because, like, it's... He's such in, like, the literary male white straight mm -hmm. canon that people think, like, he's the only... I just, uh, it's very much, like, um... I want to be an intellectual, but I'm a 20-something-year-old male, like, white male. I don't know how to do... Like, he, that's, like, one of the first people. And, like, Jack Kerouac and stuff like that. Like, I just, like... These are not the type of people that I really want to be reading. I know mm-hmm. that, like, they're in the canon and, like, they're well-known and stuff. And, like, some people say that you might, quote-unquote, need to read them. But I also, like... Uh... There's also other books you can read that are part of the yeah. canon or should be part of the canon and aren't. Yeah, that's really sad. Yeah. I mean, there's a million other books out there that Harry could be reading, honestly. Yeah, I feel like if I really want him to, to like, be... like, look cool. Just, like, read some Toni Morrison or something, you know what honestly, I mean? Honestly, yeah. I just feel like... But there's also, like, I'm trying to think of, like, who else he could read that's, like, talks about, like, um, things in, like, simple ways. And I'm, tr- I'm tr- trying to think. I'm not sure. I can't, I can't think of anything right now. But if anyone has, like... I don't know, a female or a person of color equivalent to, like, the type of writing that Bukowski does, or better, Mm -hmm. clearly, um, (laughs) let us know, and we can recommend it. I also did start reading Siddhartha, and I I did enjoy it, actually. I got it from the library, and I had to give it back. So I have to finish that, too. I'm so bad. I'm currently reading Handmaid's Tale right now, which I'm really enjoying. Um, But, yeah. So, long story short, I started (laughs) reading the Bukowski, one of the Bukowski's books, and I really didn't like it. But if anyone has, like, other opinions on it please let me know if there's any books that I should read by him please let me know um maybe we could all read I don't know I don't want to like make everyone read this book together (laughs) but also like it might be a good like learning experience we could each read a chapter and then like come together and like do a chapter summary or something that's true (laughs) (laughs) or we could just like do a chapter excerpt and just talk about that for maybe a TDDL or something yeah, that would be interesting, because that way no one has to read, like, a middle chapter and not oh. know what's going on. Yeah, true. And <laughs> Although like it might assaulted. be fun to, like, 
piece together oh, yeah. a story, you know? <laughs> that might be fun. Maybe it would be more fun that way. But then also I feel like it might be like really, because like if you don't know what you're getting into and you just get like a middle chapter where it's just like really repulsive and just like <laughs> in your face. And I'm just like, I did not sign up for this, Mr. Bukowski, please. God. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, thank you so much for writing to us, Lena. Uh, let us know if you've checked out any more of the Harry books or if you continue to read those or if anyone else has. And we'd love to hear from you. Um, the next message comes from Nicole. And Nicole sent us a really, really long, lovely email. It was so like, good. It was honestly, ugh, I love getting long emails from you guys. There was just so much to read. And like, I feel like we get to find out so much about a person from a really long email. So thank you for writing to us, Nicole. Now, of course, um, I cannot read the whole email sadly on the show because it would take a while. Plus like, uh, I'm not great at reading out loud in general, <laughs> um, but I have highlighted the highlights of the email that I want to um, mention or talk about. And I think we'll like kind of go bit by bit so okay. that we can answer them as we go. So Nicole says, hello, Caitlin and Kara. I found your podcast this week and I'm beyond thrilled. I have recently become a fan of Mr. Siles, which has led me belatedly falling in deep like with all of the boys. <laughs> when you were discussing the album in depth, depth and both gushed over the way Harry pronounces the t, t at the end of Two Ghosts, I nearly cried. I knew I had found my soul sisters. You're going to love this it, episode then. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it might sound crazy if you've been a long time directioner, but I'm not exactly in the age demographic. I'm double his age, and I feel like I'm either tapping into my inner teenager or I'm having a midlife crisis. My husband believes the <laughs> latter. Whatever. Thankfully, th thankfully, my husband and kids have all become Harry fans, and even they have their limits. My friends and co-workers think I've lost my mind. I've been longing for someone with whom I could have a serious fangirly conversation and not feel badly about it. Do you know if you have any other older fans? Um, yes, we do. Yeah. First of all, this was a really nice little greeting. Um, I'm glad that that tea thing you uh, also <laughs> latched on to. Um, yeah, we have, we have such a range of listeners from all age demographics, so you should totally not feel like out of the loop. Um, I feel like this is just once again an example of, you know, women not being allowed to like what they like yeah. and people shaming them for it. And I think that happens like whether you're in your forties or you're a teenage girl, like literally trust literally, me, like everyone's going to have the exact same reaction around you. Like all your friends and coworkers, like even at my age are like yeah. a lot of the times like, you know, not shaming me, but being like, what the heck Carol? Like, why do you like Harry Styles? And it's like, you just kind of be like, I like what I like. It makes me happy. Like, why mm -hmm. is it such a big deal for you? You know what I mean? Like if they yeah. care about you, they'll like maybe roll their eyes and like make fun of you a little bit, but they actually, they won't like truly like, berate you for it yeah it really sucks and like we recently just had what is her name whatever musgraves was it casey musgraves yep who's touring with harry and she said some really not so nice things about one direction fans she's like yeah there's gonna be all these like prepubescent or whatever what did she say like did she say prepubescent i can't remember i feel like that might be a little strong maybe she said teenage <laughs> girls Although, yeah i I, I, I felt like a pre-adolescent maybe yeah, that's, that's what it was, was pre-adolescent like girls just wanting me to get off stage so they can see Harry I was like 
And I think the whole fandom was kind of pissed at that. Like, have you not, like, do you, do you not do any research as to, like, what the demographic is for Harry? Like, I don't, I really don't think it's a bunch of, like, 11-year-olds, you know? And if it was, like, still get away from me. But, like, I just, that's just not accurate, you know? Just yeah, so frustrating. Yeah. And it, and it just was rude. It wasn't, like... It wasn't in a positive way. It was kind of degrading. Like, like I know oh, that these she was girls trying... don't know anything. Yeah, and, like, I know she was trying to, like... She was saying it was a self-deprecating joke. And, like, I get that. Um, mm-hmm. Where it's, like, yeah, like, they're not here for me. They're here for him. But then it's also, like, you're making it seem like they're not there for music. Like, the mm-hmm. fans aren't there for, like, music in general. And, like, why don't you think... Why don't you think that the fans will like your music too if like Harry chose you to be part of the like yeah. show. You know what I mean? I just feel like Yeah. It's really annoying. And it's like And I don't Yeah, keep going. No, no, go ahead. Um I just don't think there's also like not a possibility of like of course there's crossover between Casey Musgrave fans and Harry Styles fans. I don't think that's like a weird, shocking mix, I don't think so know? either. Like, I, like, she's... I would say, like, people have heard of her. Like, didn't she come, like, with Taylor Swift or, like, know her through that? And I feel like there's a lot of crossover between Taylor Swift fans and Harry fans. Yeah. I don't know. I just... It's not like... Muna, I would say, was probably more out of left field. Yeah. I mean, the whole fandom's really excited about that, but... I don't think, like... I think that opener, maybe people might not know, but Casey Musgraves, like... I don't think her music is that, like far apart from what people know I it's know. not like new age like opera whale yeah. calls, you know what i mean although wait that might fit with harry but like <laughs> <laughs> yeah so god yeah just uh so annoying i i totally understand where you're coming from not not completely because obviously i think you talked about like other added things about like age and yeah, like people true. accusing you of like pred- predation or something stupid like, I, this, oh, everyone's just dumb. Just ignore them all. We have a lot of amazing fans at all ages. And if you come over to our Twitter, which is at talk underscore direction, I know, I think you said you recently got um, a Twitter. Um, you can come hang out with all of our fans. We're all really accepting and, uh, not our fans, <laughs> our <laughs> listeners. Yeah, our fans, um, our listeners. Um, and yeah, just see that we span the ages. Um, Okay, next part I have highlighted is, I'm so impressed with your in-depth analysis of not only the lyrics, but also the musicology, particularly as non-musicians. Thank you for being curious, bright, insightful, respectful, feminist young women. Listening to you talk about his artistry restored my faith. Um, this was really nice. Um, I don't know why I read this. It's just a compliment. I know what you're going to say. It's like, yes, give me all the compliments. Shower me in nice things. Yeah, but I really liked it. And I want to say thank you for that. Thank you. Um, yeah, especially like the whole as non-musicians, because sometimes we really feel like such idiots talking about the musical side of things. Where we're like, uh, yeah. um, is this like a twang instrument? Just wait till I talk about oh twangs all over the stage honey literally i'm like so he's playing the twang right now (laughs) when we forget Um, what even a guitar is called yeah exactly um okay the next bit is um this was this was nicole talking about playing um harry's album to the family and husband and stuff um when it ended my husband walked out of the next room and said who is that that was a great song this is sign of the times yeah yeah 
Mind you, he's a 47-year-old super snobby indie rock musician. He listens to the Beatles and like three other bands. We've been fighting over music for nearly 20 years, but I had a feeling he might like it. When I told him it was Harry Styles, he said, that guy from the boy band, the one with the hair, um, yeah. <laughs> I love this. Um, oh my god, truck. And then Nicole says, fast forward to August, and it's still the only CD we own. We've listened to it on repeat countless times. My four-year-old hates the song, the first song, and always wants to fast forward to Sign of the Times, his favorite. Although I've heard him around the house singing, she said I'm having your baby at top <laughs> volume. <laughs> My nine-year-old loves Carolina. They know all the words, bless them. I literally... The fact that your little four-year-old is singing She's Having My Baby is just the cutest thing. <laughs> That's so I love cute. that. Um, and then uh, Nicole goes on to say, uh, meet me in the hallway. You have very correctly described as floaty. When you don't have a percussive element in the song, i.e. drums or piano, you have no bottom to ground the song. It literally makes it sound like it's floating away. That's what makes it my fave. Um, also you were asking about a certain instrument sound and I think it may have been the Omnichord, which is a specific type of keyboard. Harry himself plays it, which is super cool. Um, oh my God. So you sound like, you know, music. this is so cool. <laughs> I love this. I, like, it just like, I love like learning why music makes you feel a different type of way and how there's like actual, like, um, elements. science. Yeah. An actual musical science that goes behind yeah. it. Oh, it's so cool. This is so cool. You should definitely write to us about, like, all the songs we discuss and tell us your musical take on it because we need more um, music scientists here on the show. Music scientists. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Musicologists? Is that what it's called? Don't know. Um, And then we have, are you as obsessed about who each song is about as the rest of the fandom seems to be? I'm sort of moderately curious. Um, Nope. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like not so much. I think... I think sometimes you can know and that's fine, but it's yeah. not like, it's not like, oh my God, like I need to figure out who these are about and blah, blah, blah. Um, like sometimes, you know, sometimes you don't know, sometimes you don't care. I don't know. Yeah. I think that with like um, Two Ghosts, you'll see that I like kind of, I reference Taylor Swift because yeah, um, it's kind of obviously like in a dialogue with her musical canon, which I think is like... Mm kind of the only time when I would need to bring it up because I don't really care about, like, the the rumors or, like, personal aspects as much as I care about the artistry and sort of, like... Yeah. I think it's very interesting when two artists have songs that, like, are talking to each other and are in mm-hmm. conversation because then, like, why wouldn't you want to bring both of them together? Even if it's not, like, 100% true, maybe it's not or maybe it is, but it's still interesting to think about. Yeah, and I also feel like um, you, it, it depends on, like, where the person is in their life. Like, it's easier to talk about Taylor Swift now because I think, like, he's semi-talked about it publicly. Yeah. Like, not really, but, like, it's not something where I feel like that would be, like, a really personal invasion into Harry's life, you yeah. know? Um, it's kind of like he wrote it four years ago type of thing. Um, but, yeah, I think... I think it's not so much always about, and I think that's that that worsens the trope of like fangirl. A lot of times, people assume that all we care about is like dissecting the relationships of the band members or whatever, when that's just not really the case. Mm-hmm. 
Um, okay. And then about the country sound in Slow Hands, Nicole said, I wouldn't describe it as country per se. There are such things, there are such big fans of the Eagles, which is considered kind of country tinged rock, 70s California soft rock. That's where I think the influence comes from. I don't think it's a Nashville sound, although alt country is pretty hip. So the slide guitar on Two Ghosts leans more that way, I think. Slow hands, I would describe more as folk rock funk. Sorry, Kara. <laughs> um, I love this insight too, because we're always like, okay, there's country and there's rock, rather than being like, why isn't there like country rock? Like, True. Soft rock, whatever. Folk country things. rock pop indie. Exactly. Mix it all together. Um, okay, and then finally the end of the email. Uh, Nicole said, okay, this was very cathartic. It's 2.40 a.m. I'm going to let you go. Sorry this is so long. I've had a lot on my mind since April that I can't talk about with anyone else. All the best. Um, So again, thank you, Nicole, for writing us this beautifully lovely email. Thank you so much. Um, Let us know if you want us to, I mean, we read the whole thing, but if we missed something that you wanted us to talk on the show specifically, let us know and we can bring that up on another Back to You segment. Um, again, anyone who wants to write to us, we love getting emails, and that's at talkdirection at gmail.com. Whew, I've done so much talking reading these emails. <laughs> um, okay, um, also we wanted to remind you guys that we have um, a way for you to get uh, free audiobooks, which is Audible, what is it? AudibleTrial.com. Yeah, okay, so I did write it right. Yeah. <laughs> AudibleTrial.com slash talkdirection, um, where you can get so many different audiobooks to listen to, which are such a good way to listen to books, I think, because often I find myself very busy and sometimes it's hard to sit down and actually like open a book or books are expensive, whatever it is. So this one, you get your first audiobook free by going to audibletrial.com slash talk direction. And we like to recommend books. I'm going to recommend one that I've recommended before, but that's only because, um, it's coming to TV in the next three days. So if you haven't read the JK Rowling um, Cuckoo's Calling series, they have audiobooks done so well. I love how the guy reads them. He does all the characters, like their voices really well. Um, and it's coming to the BBC starting August 27th, which is in three days. So catch up on that. Get your Start listening to the audiobook free. Um, so then you'll be ready for the um, show coming out. Because I always say read the book before you watch the TV show. Nice. Um, Kara, you said you were reading The Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, right? it's really would good. Would you recommend that? I would definitely recommend that. And also there's a TV show that came out um, and that's why I'm reading it so I can watch the TV show. Um, and I heard good things about the show. So I'm intrigued to um, compare those. Yeah. So definitely check out that if you're interested, audibletrial.com slash talk direction. Okay, finally getting to news. Man, how, how far are we into this episode? Half Almost an half an hour. <laughs> not bad, not bad. Could be worse. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so the first news story I wanted to include was that Liam posted on Instagram with the hashtag trans lives are human, trans lives are human rights. Is that the one he used? No, I think he uh, did the hashtag LGBTQ rights. Oh, oh, sorry. Wait. But that's like, that's what it was for. It was like um, oh, around oh, oh. when that hashtag was going around. Okay. I'm, yeah. Okay. I'm confused. I think okay, it was trans rights or human rights, by the way. Yeah. yeah. That's, I'm like, I definitely wrote this wrong. <laughs> I'm like, trans lives are humans' rights. That doesn't, that's not a sentence. <laughs> trans rights are humans' rights. That's what it was. Um, so, um, yeah. So he posted this and put a Thomas Jefferson quote with the hashtag LGBTQ rights. 
And the quote he put were, was, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men and women are created equal and they are endowed by their creator with uncertain, unalienable, God, I hate this, (laughs) rights, (laughs) that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Sorry for my bad pronunciation of things. Um, I feel like also, like, my mouth is, like, just not working correctly with my whole, like, surgery that happened a couple days ago, so I feel like I'm, like, slurring words, but that's You're doing great. Thanks. Um, so yeah, Liam posted this, um, which was a response to, um, Trump's potential ban on, um, trans people in the military, and now it's been brought up again today, I think it hasn't not been, like, I mean, it's been ongoing. I thought- It wasn't confirmed today? I think think? it might have been. And, and, uh, so, it's so disgusting, um, and it's just- I, I just, I don't know. It's so gross what Trump's doing. Um, but I really appreciated this post from Liam because, yeah. like, I think any support from people that others look up to is always a good thing for these types of things. No matter, like, what else they're doing, even if it's just a tweet, even if it's just a post on Instagram, I think it can help that person's followers. It shows your support. It shows, like, solidarity. Um like, to the queer community, um, and things like that, so I just thought this was awesome that Liam posted it. Uh, what did you think, Kara? I was, like, just so touched, and, like, I don't know, I just, like, didn't really expect, because I feel like Liam just doesn't really post about, like, these kind of things. He doesn't, Mm -hmm. he kind of stays away from, like, social issue things, which, like, you know, kind of makes me upset that, like, you know, the boys, a lot of the boys don't really post about it, but, like, this just, like, made me so freaking happy, and this just was so important, um, yeah. And good job, Liam. I was just really proud of him. Me too. Because I think also in the past, he's he's flubbed a little bit yeah. about, like, queer rights and, like, stuff like that. So it was so great to see him, like, standing out like this. Yeah. And just saying the right things and showing his support when, you know, none of, none of the other boys tweeted. So I thought this was really cool. Good job, Liam. Thank you. Yeah. Um, okay, so, some Louie news. Louie has been doing so much. Like, last night, I sat down to do this, plan this episode, and I was opening so many tabs for all the different interviews that Louie's done, and, like, it is an enormous amount of stuff. Yeah. Like, I just, I wasn't able to listen to it all. But, like, generally, he repeats most stuff, but it was just, like, oh, my God. So, if I'm missing something, probably not, because he repeats stuff so often, and I think I would have seen it on Twitter, but... If I'm missing something, sorry, guys. (laughs) Something, uh, yeah. Um, But there was just so, so many interviews, which is amazing because I love watching interviews, especially when they have video. I think that makes it even better. Um, So I know we talked about the song Always You um, before, um, I think a couple episodes ago. Um, But um, there's been some more news about it. Um, He previously said... There's another song on the album called called Always You, and it's kind of about my story of traveling the world and just being a effing idiot and going, of course it was always you. Um, uh, So, and then yesterday he posted a clip on Instagram, which I think we've all sort of figured out is a clip of Always You. Would you say that's the truth? I've been people, I've been seeing people talk about it. That makes sense. Uh, um, And the song says... Went to Amsterdam without you, and all I could do was think about you. What did you think of this clip that he posted? 
I really liked the musical um, part of it. I, mm-hmm. I couldn't, like, tell what the lyrics were saying, so I'm glad someone else figured it out, because I don't know if, like, he purposely, like, turned it down during the lyrics or mm-hmm. something, but it sounded like it was, like, covered. It was, like, bad quality. <laughs> yeah. It sounded like there was a filter over it or something, but I really mm-hmm. enjoyed the musical bits, and I love Amsterdam, so I just love any reference to it, um, and I would love to go to Amsterdam with Louis, but anyway... Um, I think that's really cute. I think that it's interesting that he rhymed you with you, but I mean, I'll give him a pass. <laughs> oh my god, oh yeah, I real I didn't realize that. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I like this rhyme. It sounds really solid. Oh wait, it's the same thing. <laughs> um, and I think I've seen other people say, or he said on, on Twitter today that this was written, or yesterday, written six months ago. Yeah. Um, and he also has said it's about his girlfriend, Eleanor, um, cute. in an interview. Um, so I'm really excited about this one, especially because it means a lot to him. He keeps saying it's the, his favorite one off the album. Album, So I'm excited about it. I thought this it sounded so good. I just want to, like, make a, like, three and a half minute MP3 of just, like, that repeated, like, <laughs> ten second clip so I could just keep listening to it. Um, but yeah, I'm so excited for just, like, hearing that one. I don't, he said that one's probably not the next single, though, so oh, we might have to wait it, for the album. I know. It's it seems like he's just so excited about this song that he just like wanted to sneak us a little clip because he loves it so much, which is a good feeling when you're anticipating an artist's work that they love their music so much. And also this came after he tweeted a like middle finger emoji on Twitter and then someone asked like what was going on and he said that some industry ish is pissing him off. Um so, I mean, I think that this might be kind of a little bit of, like, a retaliation <laughs> slash a rebellion from his label, which I seriously love. I just love that he's like, I want the fans to hear it. I don't care what you think. Like, mm-hmm. and then, like, he said um, to a fan, he said, like, to an updated account, he said, exactly, F them, m- middle finger emoji, we can do it all together, um, sunglasses emoji, which I'm just like, Louie, I love you so much. Seriously. Do you think that means anything? Do you think that means, like, they're not like supporting him or like dropping him or something and he's like screw that we'll just do it alone and we'll do it with the fans like i hope the frick not i hope not because i want him to be in a stable uh Mm. business venture but also i'm like lou you gotta do what you want to do you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. i just i'm wondering like what's going on because like i don't think that if it wasn't a big deal he wouldn't tweet about it because like He's yeah. clearly been through so much other stuff without tweeting about it, industry related yeah. or not. So I'm just like, mm-hmm. oh my god, like what has like into like what are they doing behind the scenes that is pushing him to this and I, level? And I don't want him to be upset. Like I yeah. don't want him to be sad. It, like we just we talked about was it on TDDL. Yeah, I think it was about him not getting a position as a judge on X Factor like last year, and he was kind of surprised by that. And, like, upset. And I'm like, I don't want this to happen again where, like, something that he thought was happening, like, doesn't happen. And then you're like, I want to protect you, Louie. I know. So hopefully it's something that's not as big as, like, a huge problem that can't be solved. Mm -hmm. But either way, the fans are going to be behind Louie 100%. True, true, true. Um, and then I, th- I may have read this quote before, but I like it anyway. He said, here's the thing. When you listen to my album, you don't have to read between the lines. You'll know what's about Eleanor. You'll know what's about me. You'll know what's about the fans. You might, you know, it might hint a little bit about the relationship with my mom. I want to make everything as honest and obvious as possible. Um, I just think that's so incredible that he's like willing to open up in such a direct way. Mm-hmm. Like that takes a lot of guts. 
Yeah. And also, I love that he's going to write things about the fans, or he already has. Yeah. I just, because, like, I don't think the other boys have, like, talked about writing music about the fans. Yeah. Um, not that Harry would ever, like, straight up say if it was or not, and he could say, like, it could be interpreted, but, like, I just love that he's just, like, Louis just straight up about it. Mm-hmm. It'll, it'll make, like, going through the songs really interesting. Because, like, it's reflected in his real life. And I think he's open about it in a way. Just, like, sort of responding to that that question earlier about, like, are we interested in what happens to, like, what the songs are about in their real life. Like, if someone's being open about it and, like, wants to share that and, like, wants the fans to know, then, like, that's awesome. And, like, we get to, I think it'll it'll leave song discussions to be really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, he also talked about needing some more... Uh, up-tempo songs on the album but he has a lot of like good slow ballads so I'm like I want to hear like a Louis slow ballad like that sounds I mean he has such a good voice for it I don't know I'm just thinking of strong Mm. I think uh just or or what is it I want to write you a song I felt like his voice sounded so good on that song so um I'm happy about that um, he said he did draw on some of the pressures of being a dad for his song, mm. but he's not ready to write a song fully de- dedicated to Freddie because he feels like he needs to be, it needs to be impeccable and he's not a good enough songwriter oh. yet. I thought, I know, I thought that was such a good answer. Um, Adele has the song Sweetest Devotion, which is about her child, and that one is just moving um he also said he wanted to possibly i think as we predicted do the song in a chronological order so that you could sort of see the past three years of his life and like have it in order of that who knows if it'll end up being that way but he did mention he thought that would be cool um and he said there's going to be a tour in 2018 which is very exciting um (laughs) we're gonna be so dry in terms of money (laughs) i don't know how that's all gonna work um i guess the positive side to that is we are not going to see niall because we weren't able to get tickets um so maybe louis in our future or niall's i bet niall's gonna extend his tour in 2018 we'll have to see i totally forgot niall's album is coming pretty soon oh my god you're right it's like basically fall we said, like, October. I mean, we don't have a release date yet, but that's when he's taking time off of touring. Yeah. So. And what, what date are you seeing Harry? Oh, I have no idea. It's, like, isn't it really soon? I feel like Are you it's serious? Like, Is it really? I think it's either September or October, because mine's at the end not. of October, and you're going, like, a month before me. So. It's coming up. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Did you see, or did you not? Did, are you um, looking for it? I'm looking for it, but... I heard you type in. Uh, September 30th. Okay. Oh my god, Kara. That's literally, like, a month away. Oh my god, I'm not prepared. <laughs> wow. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, that's crazy. Um, What else did Louis say? Uh, oh, Louis performed with BB both on Jimmy Fallon and the Teen Choice Awards. Um, Did you watch those performances? I did, yeah. What did you think of them? Okay, first of all, BB is beautiful. <laughs> um, yes. And I just, I am just proud of him. Like, I'm just proud of him for, like, these are, like, big names. You know what I mean? Like, Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. And, like, Teen Choice Awards. That's, like, that's directly his audience. Like, these are big mm-hmm. performances. Yeah, I thought that was so cool. I thought they did such a good job. I love them vibing off each other. Yeah. Like, I feel like there's just such a good, like, friendship between them. And it makes the performances, like really exciting to watch I don't know they're like very like 
I don't know. They vibe well. I said that, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Yeah, There's a lot of hand do. motions going on. <laughs> um, and they also look just so cool. Like, BB looks cool, but Louis also looks freaking cool. And they're, like, tracksuits and things. Um, the good styling. I want to know who styles Louis because yeah. we know who styles Harry, but who styles Louis? I don't know. We'll have to look it up. Um, and then speaking of choice, Teen Choice Awards, um, Harry, Niall, and Louis all won. Um, Harry won Choice Male Artist, Choice Rock Artist, and Choice Style Icon. Niall won Choice Song Male Artist for Slow Hands. And Louis and Steve won Choice Collaboration with Back to You. Um, wouldn't it have been great if they'd all gone to the awards? Only Louis went, but how cool would it have been if they were all there? Yeah, I'm surprised. Not, maybe Niall's getting ready for his tour. I'm just like, why? Yeah. I'm surprised Niall didn't go and perform Slow Hands. Yeah, that would have been so cool. I mean, I wouldn't expect Harry to go. He's he somehow somehow seems too good for that in his own like way. He's yeah. like, I need to keep my aesthetic or whatever the hell. Oh. But like Niles, Niles not. He would get down. Um, but I love that uh, Louis went. That's really awesome. Um, Okie dokie. That's the end of news, and we're moving on to the main discussion now. Um, as I said earlier, we're finally doing a Harry song analysis, um, and because his new single is Two Ghosts, we figured we would start with that one. Um, Two Ghosts is the fourth track on the album, and it sits between Carolina and Sweet Creature. It was written four years ago, so 2013, by Harry, Styles, Julian Bonetta, John Ryan, and of course, Julian Bonetta and John Ryan are the two songwriters that would write a ton with One Direction. Um, Tyler Johnson and Mitch Rowland. Um, I wonder, maybe it was Tyler Johnson one that used to write with One Direction too. I don't know. Um, I, I didn't recognize the name though, so. Um, okay, when I look it up, it says an American basketball player. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, who knows? Um, well... Um, my question for you is, <laughs> what was your first listen to the song like? I think I really, really loved it on first listen. Um, I think it was, like, the first, like, uh, song that, like, really struck me, like, from the album. Like, I remember, because, like, I, like, you know, listening back now, I really like uh, Meet Me in the Hallway. And, well, I don't, mm, yeah, Meet Me in the Hallway. But, like... Carolina, no, 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 Carolina comes after, right? Sweet Creature wasn't really vibing. Like, I just feel like it really stood out to me. And I remember tweeting about mm -hmm. it, which I hadn't been tweeting about, like, some of the other songs. So that means, like, it really it must have hit me hard. Um, yeah. I thought it was, like, really sweet and, like, interesting and good. Um, and I really liked the concept of Two Ghosts. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm happy that, like, I enjoyed the song because I remember being excited for, like, Wolves and then, like, not loving the lyrics. But I think that the two ghosts, like, I mean, how are you going to insult a ghost? <laughs> so, um, yeah. I'm sure if there was a way to insult, insult a ghost, you would be on top of that right away. True. Um, yeah, I don't remember my very first listen. I'm trying to think back to where I was. But I think I, 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 think I liked it. I know I really did like Carolina and Meet Me in the Hallway. Um, so I don't know. I, I think I liked it. I didn't think it was like my absolute favorite favorite, like right off the bat. Um, but I thought it was like, oh, this is interesting. It's got like a twangy country sound to it. Mm -hmm. um, and did knowing going in, I think we knew who it was about or potentially about, didn't we? I had no idea. 
I don't remember. Um, maybe there had been rumors before. Um, but yeah, I, I liked it on first listen. Um, would you think, like, how would you describe it fits in with the, the music on the rest of the album, like the sound of it? Um, I think that it's like a needed, like slower tempo song. Um, but it's like very like, uh, musically driven. (laughs) I mean, obviously Mm -hmm. they're all songs, but you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's pretty stripped back. Um, Mm -hmm. and like the guitar is like a heavy source of the song. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And I, I think that like the country sort of rock, whatever feel to it, soft rock country, um, like, I think it fits well in the album. Yeah, I don't it's think not it's out, out of, of left field. Yeah. yeah. Especially, like, Sweet Creature follows it, and it's not that Sweet Creature is, like, a country-sounding song, but I think, like, they're paired nicely together. Do we know when it, like, is supposed to, like... Has it already officially been released as a single? I don't know, because I've seen people requesting it on Twitter to the, like, okay. t- the radio shows, so I assume it's out there, but, I mean, I haven't really... I haven't heard it on radio, not that I really listen to radio, but I haven't heard that people have heard it on radio. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, hmm. But hopefully he will, um, like, start the promo for that and it will get picked up more often. Um, and then in terms of just lyrics, I know we're about to go through them, but do you think this one lyrically stands out from the other ones or is different because it was written... Um, uh, four years ago? I think it might have a little bit more of, like, innocence. I mm-hmm. just feel like he might have written it thinking it could be a One Direction song. Yeah. Um, I feel like, um, I just feel like it's a little more innocent than his other things, like mm-hmm. Kiwi and Only Angel, mm-hmm. things like that, where, like, he clearly, like, wanted to take it to the next level. Yeah. And, like, be more... I don't know, talk about, like, sex more, but this is, like, <laughs> just kind of, like, more... Romantic. Bro- you know what I mean? Yeah. And, mm-hmm. like, I think there's still, like, strong imagery. Um, and, like, he could have, like, went back and maybe changed some things, like, since then. Um, but I also, like, I don't know, overall, I kind of wish he, like, pushed it further because I feel like there mm-hmm. could have been so many cool ghost imageries yeah, that he could have done. I but, agree. Yeah. But I do, yeah, I do think also in terms of, like, I feel like this song is less cryptic than some of his other songs as well. Like, this one's more straightforward to me than, like, ever since New York where there's, it's more heavy metaphor, I guess. Mm -hmm. Like, this one seems more, like, um, kind of, like, scene by scene straightforward of what's happening. Like, almost more physical, like, where you can picture something happening than some of the other songs, like, Empty at the News, like, what, that's not necessarily something where you're like, ah, I know, like, what physically is happening in this song. Mm -hmm. Um, or, like, I don't know, I feel like this one has a very more structured imagery to it than some of the others. Not, not that one's a good thing or a bad thing, just, like, a change in how he writes. Um, so let's get into the lyrical analysis. Um, let's start, of course, with the title. Um, I'm trying to think of what we thought of the title beforehand, uh, like, about two ghosts and, like, what it would be about. I think we kind of said it would be about, like, so, like a past relationship or yeah. something, right? Yeah. We, we kind of had it figured out. Um, but I like this title. I think it's cool. It's unique. Um, having, a, having ghosts in the title is cool. I think there's something interesting about it. What do you think about the title? 
You know me, I love a ghost image. Mm-hmm. Um, I was excited for this song, definitely from, like, the get, like, definitely, like, once the title was out there, I was like, nice, can't wait to see what that's about. Why do you think he chose two ghosts versus just ghosts? Um, maybe to, like, I think to, like, make it stand out more. I feel mm-hmm. like ghost could be sort of a, like, well-known and, like, well-used imagery, but, like, making it two ghosts, you know, makes it more specific to, like, what yeah. his song is. Yeah, that's true. Um, okay, so the first verse is, um, or I guess, let me say, the song starts out with some heavy drums, and then it's got these drawn-out guitar sounds, and I describe them as Moni Twang guitars, and there's a sliding yeah. feeling, and, like, sort of country-esque, where it's like, like it... I don't know. I think they said those were, uh, whoever, Nicole said those were slide guitars, or I'm guessing, yeah, she called them slide guitars, right? Um, or guitar slides, like guitar the actual slide. physical motion. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think like when you like move your hand a certain way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, when you slide on the, the strings. Yeah. Um, I think this is just such a cool sound to open the song. I think it, like, I don't know, I love the sound of the guitars in this one. And they they're carried throughout, and you see them in other places, and it's just such a guitar heavy, but like not guitar heavy as in like electric. Like it's like very this like twang like slidey sound, which is really cool. Um, did you have anything to say about the music at the beginning before I get into the lyrics? No, I like it, but I mean, no, I like how country it is though. Like, you don't yeah. like how country it is, or you do? I do, I do. Yeah. Um, okay, same lips red, same eyes blue, same white shirt, couple more tattoos. But it's not you, and it's not me. Tastes so sweet, looks so real, sounds like something that I used to feel. But I can't touch what I see. Um, okay, so starting with these first descriptions of the lips and the white shirts, um, I think these harken back to uh, similar descriptions we've seen in Taylor Swift's music, specifically Mm -hmm. the song Style, where she talks about um, eyes, white shirt, red Mm -hmm. lips, um, that type of thing. Plus, like, also because Taylor Swift did country a lot before she moved into pop, just the sound of the song, too, um, is an interesting choice, I think. Mm, Um, True. Now, you talked about, like, the conversation of the songs. Is that, is this where you see it a lot? I see it here and then also another place. But, yeah, definitely this one. I can't remember which article I read this in. But they talked about how this song in particular sounds like Harry Styles responding to the way, like, Taylor Swift has written about him. Which I think Mm. is interesting. Um, Because, like, they're both, like, kind of playing into this, like... Um, like, the way that the media sees them, almost. You know what I mean? Like, I just mm-hmm. feel like this isn't, like, a real person. It's kind of, like, their characters, which is another, like, layer of, like, um, I don't want to say disembodiment, but, like, um, dis- distanciation between them and, like, their true selves. Like, mm-hmm. them, their media selves, and their ghost selves, um, which I think is interesting. Um, and also, like, I like that he doesn't specifically like, say, like, you have your, like, lips red and your, blue like, blue eyes. Like, it's kind of, like, all, like, morphing into this mm. one thing. Like, um, he doesn't say, like, which one his and which one's hers or theirs, whatever. Um, I just think, like, it's very interesting. Um, and also, I was I was saying how, like, this 
it, very, it starts very physical. And I also think that that like ties into what you were saying before, how this is very like physical song, like how you can, it's very description heavy, like physical mm-hmm. description heavy. And I think it's interesting that he chooses to focus on like starting on the physical when we're going, talking about ghosts, which are very like ethereal and like not actually physical. Um, and these description description descriptions are like very surface level like anyone can make these observations and they don't mm-hmm. like connote like personal involvement or like you know intimate involvement which i think is interesting and also like goes with the song because clearly they've had like parting of ways um and this isn't like where we get see later on we see like the moon dances on your like good side which definitely connotes like intimate and personal involvement this is just Mm -hmm. kind of like face value what you literally see Mm -hmm. um yeah so like at this point it's like we look the same we may have changed a bit you know a couple more tattoos um but like then you're gonna find out sort of underneath of it all it's not really the same at all yeah um and I like the next line but it's not you and it's not me where that one seems to play off of the whole it's not you or it's not you it's me type of thing but like twisted a bit where it's like it's not you and it's not me and I think this this line could be taken both like the the red lips and the blue eyes that's not who you and I are anymore we're not we're not the same but also like the fact that they are broken up it might not have been, like, because of something one person did wrong. It's sort of maybe more situational. Like, it's not you and it's not me. It's, like, just what happened. Oh, that's a really cool way of thinking about it. Um, And also, like, another way, like, the media element, it's sort of, like, these are, like, how the media sees them. Just, like, red lips, blue eyes, white shirt, tattoos. But it's not the real them because it's just, like, the way the media sees them. Oh, that's so true. And also, I was thinking another way you can interpret this is, like, the speaker might see, like, two people that remind him and his, like, past significant other and, Mm. like, sees, like, his past relationship, like, sort of playing out in front of him in, like, these, like, this, like, other, like, alternate universe sort of thing. Yeah, that's so true. Like, you see yourself in, like, another couple or something. You're like, but that's not us and we're not there anymore. Yeah, um what else do I have so then we have um tastes so sweet looks so real sounds like something that I used to feel so I mean I don't know how you interpret the song as a whole but to me it almost seems like they're together Mm -hmm. in this song but like not together as they used to be so like tastes so sweet I mean kissing is often what you would say about that would you agree that that is sort of like a like looks so real I I don't know I don't know how to interpret these completely do you have an idea yeah like the way that I always like thought of it was that they're like in a coffee shop like that's like the way that like for some reason that just like what my mind went to um I guess that's kind of like classic like I broke up like or we broke up we should like meet up but it's like in a a public space so it's like neither of them are mm-hmm. in like their home you know home battlefield mm-hmm. what's that word home team you know the home uh, home field home field <laughs> advantage <laughs> sports god um so like they're both like kind of like in an uncomfortable space it's like not their own and like not mm-hmm. like theirs combined together either um where was i going with this 
But anyway, so like that's the way I interpret it too. So but, is your taste so sweet, like the sweet of a like the like a drink you're drinking? Oh no, no, no. But the thing is, like that I was getting, I was trying to get to. I went a really rambly way, but I was confused by the tenses because why is it present tense? Mm-hmm. But also like looks so real. Doesn't seem like something you'd say to someone you're kissing currently. Yeah, I don't. Um, it's confusing. Like, maybe, uh, like, like this relationship looks like it could happen, or it looks like we're together to the outside, but, like, because, hmm. like, I kind of see it, like, they're hooking up again after they broke up. Oh, okay. And they're, like, this, like, tastes sweet, it looks like it's real, this is, it, like, this whole thing sounds like something I used to feel, but, like, I can't really, like, there's the emotional thing that's missing, the sort of spark that is just not there anymore. That makes a lot of sense, Yeah. Because, like, I was, like, wondering why I was, like, in present tense, unless he was, like, thinking about the past. Mm-hmm. Um, like, reminiscing. But also, it's kind of, like, a weird tense switch. Yeah. I feel like it's, like, them trying again, but then realizing yeah. it's not there anymore. And whether that means, mm. like, like, you know, physically trying or, <laughs> <laughs> like, meeting up at a coffee shop. Like, yeah. I think both of it sort of is, has the same sort of meaning in that way. Yeah. Um, And I thought it's interesting because I feel like a ghost is like an image of what once was but isn't anymore. But Mm -hmm. it looks, you know, real. And like it still has the exact same like image of what it was, but it's Mm -hmm. trapped in a moment in time and it can't change or grow. It's like a photograph, but it's like a living photograph, basically. Yeah. And then would you say that the sounds, how would you put the ghost thing into the sounds like something I used to feel line? Um, so, like, I thought it was interesting because I feel like the senses don't exactly match up because, like, taste sweet, looks mm-hmm. real. Like, those, like, seem like the senses yeah. match up perfectly, but then, like, sounds like something that I used to feel. Um, I guess, like, they could be talking about, like, an emotion mm-hmm. and, like, they could be, like, acting out what they used to be, like, and, like, saying things. Mm-hmm. But like, it's, instead like, of, like, actually hearing more, like, just like, oh, yeah, that sounds like something I would feel before. Yeah, or you're you're saying something, but you don't actually feel it, and you're just, like, saying it for the sake of Mm -hmm. saying it. Mm -hmm. Um, what did I have? Um, Also, like, if we're talking about the songs, um, style, the song, We Never Go Out of Style or whatever, if he's sort of responding to that song, like, maybe that sounds like something I used to feel that we would never go out of style, but, Mm -hmm. like maybe we have gone out of style in some ways. If if it's, like, a response to her music or what she's written. <coughs> Are you okay? Yeah, I'm good. Um, I feel like... Because sound, then, in that terms, is actual, like, hearing. Um, um, and then, but I can't touch what I see. Again, goes back to the ghost thing, where you can't touch a ghost, even though you can see it. You, your hand usually just, like... I mean, all the times I've touched ghosts, in my experience, (laughs) um, no, but, like, in TV shows, you always see, like, the hand go through a ghost, um, but also, like, in this line, like, I can't touch what I see, maybe not touch emotionally, but also, like, maybe in this line, it seems like the person's farther away and they can't necessarily touch, like, maybe they're seeing them on TV or, Mm. like, somewhere else where you're hearing a song, but you can't touch you can't, like, be in the moment with the person anymore or, like, see, I don't know. Like, you're yeah. seeing them, but you can't touch them. Yeah. This is, like, also why I thought of, like, a coffee shop because, like, you're, like, 
you know, a table is between you and also, like, you've passed, you're past the point where you can, like, grab their hand or, like, yeah. you know, like, play footsie with them or something. Like, you have to, like, be on your separate sides of the table. And even though you're, like, like looking at each other, you can't, you know that you can't, like, mm-hmm. be intimate and, like, touch them. I feel like the coffee shop setting is, like, the perfect, like, I don't know, it fits that innocence you were describing earlier. Mm. Like, the sort of, um, just the whole... I feel like if this was, like, a story, like, uh, someone wrote a story out of this song, which would be really cool, I feel yeah. like a coffee shop could be involved in work so well. Oh, oh my god, and you can, like, bookend it, because, like, they could meet in a coffee shop oh or something, god. classic coffee shop yes. AU, and then, like, you know, you end it in the coffee shop, but it's a coffee shop that they didn't meet at, because, you know, it can't be familiar, so. Yeah, uh, coffee shop AUs are just, like, like a nice, like, I love fall them. candle or something. So, it's that's just, like, so true. Nice, perfect. A nice hot chocolate drink. Yeah. I'm just imagining, like, a perfect, like, those one of those, like, circular white mugs. Like, yes. they have their hands on it. And, like, they just, like, feel kind of uncomfortable, so they're, like, drinking more than they want. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, perfect. Yep. And then I'd have to pee seven times and be even more awkward. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> Moving on to the chorus, um, which is, we're not who we used to be. We're not who we used to be. We're just two ghosts standing in the place of you and me, trying to remember how it feels to have a heartbeat. Um, so we're not who we used to be. Seems like we've changed since we were together. We're no longer the people that we were, like, however many years ago. Because people grow and change. And also just, like, the dynamic of the two people. You each, if you each grow off by yourself, so when you come back together, you might not be as, like, matched as you were once. Um, What did you think of that? Yeah, I I think it's interesting because this statement by itself um, isn't necessarily a bad thing. Like, I think it's good to grow and change. Um, And also, I really like that um, Harry used we and, like, Mm. made it a group thing. Just because, yeah, like, like, you're not who you used to yeah, be. It's exactly. all your that, fault. <laughs> that would just be such a annoying thing to do. Because it's, mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? Like, I think that it's good to, like, um, acknowledge both sides and, like, yeah. how, you know what I mean? Like, it's just good to say yeah. that. Um, but then, like, we see that there is a negative side to the not being who they used to be. And they kind mm-hmm. of want to go back to the past with the ghost imagery. Yeah. Um, because... Uh, it, like, gives a negative bent to that. Um, because, like, I don't know, I feel like Ghost is pretty, like, lonely and dreary and sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. It's, like, they're, they kind of, like, want to make it happen, but it's not working out, and they're sort of stuck in this, like, awkward, like, we're trying, but we can kind of both tell that it's just not happening. Oh, like, God. We're both, we both sense it, but maybe we're not saying that we both sense it. We're just kind of like, yep, this isn't how it used to be. Like, we've both changed. And What's I like, more awkward? Like, um, no, both knowing or, like, you just knowing? Like, <laughs> not working out. I don't know which one I'd rather have. I don't know. It would, it would suck, though, if you had to, like, let someone down. So That's I would true. say both knowing is better. Okay. But, like, That's I fair. feel like, I, I, I love that this song is, like, a breakup song in some ways, but that it's not, like, a typical, like, we hate each other or, like, whatever. It's just, like, we're not who we used to be, you know? It's just, like, it's not, we both feel, like, 
I mean, not breakup, because I think they're already broken up, but I mean, Yeah, I feel like it's, like, a reunion, almost, kind of thing, but, like, a false reunion. Yeah, but it's, like, about how the relationship has ended, or, like, things like that. Um, and then we have, we're just two ghosts standing in the place of you and me. I love this imagery. What do you think of when you see that? Because I always see, like, literally, like, two people and, like, sort of the ghosts hovering, like, over them. Me too. Yeah? Yeah. Um, for sure. It's definitely super physical for me. Um, and also I really think that, like, standing is a good, like, uh, verb to use here. Because I feel like Mm. standing is a pretty empty verb. Because, like, you're not, it's not... Later on, we see swimming or, like, running or something like that. Um, I think that, like, it's pretty inaction. Like, it's not an action. It's, like, inaction, basically, mm-hmm. just standing in one place. And also, like, a stand-in, you know what I mean? Like, a, uh, a stand-in. I can't think of another word for it, but, <laughs> like, a replacement. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, but also, like, it's interesting that they're saying we are, so, like, they're not Mm -hmm. saying the two ghosts is something separate. It's, like, they're, like, claiming the ghost as themselves. Yeah. I think it's so interesting that in this case, the ghost is, like, their present self, like, the one you would think is, like, more strong and, like, there, and, like, a ghost of the past is, like, usually how it is. But in this case, it's, like, the present themselves, like, their present selves are the ghosts of their past selves. It's just, like, kind of switched around. I like that. That's so sad because it's, like, I guess that's, like, kind of what ghosts are. They're, like, trying to, like, like relive their actual, like, physical human mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. So it's just, like, a sad thing because, yeah. yeah. I need to think more about that. But I think it's a really interesting point that you brought up. Thanks. Um, and then we have trying to remember how it feels to have a heartbeat. Um, now, ghosts, if we're thinking of the ghost storyline, ghosts wouldn't have hearts. And you could just imagine ghosts, like, I'm just thinking of, like, the Harry Potter ghost trying to remember, like, what it feels like to have a beating heart. And that's, like, sad. I um, know. Or, like, eating food. They I want know. to eat food. Oh, my God. It is sad. Um, but, like, in terms of the storyline of people, um, I feel like, I don't know, I can't decide if it's, like, them saying like, trying to remember how it feels to have a heartbeat, like, for each other. Like, when someone says, like, our hearts beat for each other, like, there's Mm -hmm. that connection, like, the love they feel for each other, whatever it is, that spark, the, like, that brightens them. Or if it's, like, the individuals saying, like, I'm still maybe not so, like, I haven't fully gone back to who I am yet since we broke apart. Like, I'm still sort of trying to collect myself. Like... Because, like, searching for a heartbeat might just mean, like, you don't feel like you're you're a full person yet after, like, sort of breaking up with the other person or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting because, like, there's talking about, like, the two ghosts standing in the place of you and me, which, like, sort of, like, joins them together because I'm imagining them, like, face to face in this mm-hmm. moment. But I also feel like they know that they can never be like a couple again Mm -hmm. so I feel like they're trying to like heal but they're trying to talk about themselves healing with each other which doesn't ever work Mm -hmm. um and I feel like they're trying to regain like their sense of self and like their sense of like vibrancy in life and like Mm -hmm. um I feel like they just like feel empty like as individuals um Mm -hmm. and they're trying to like get back to like their actual like I'm just imagining like very like in this moment like everything's very very white and pale and like Mm. they're trying to like 
like I'm just imagining like a little heart trying to beat like very like feebly and then it like is trying to pump red into the into them that's like what I'm seeing and, um, and so would that be like th- not them as a couple you're saying but just like both individually them, even when they're not together they're still sort of trying to pick themselves back up yeah because I, I feel like this whole underlying thing is like they know that they can't be together again mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but it's also yeah because they say a heartbeat mm-hmm. um and also at the end of the song, he says, I'm trying to remember how it right. feels to have a yeah. heartbeat. So I think that like maybe they're still on the journey of like trying to figure, like trying to sort, like trying to be together. Mm-hmm. Maybe in this, in this part of the song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Because it sounds very different than like, was it AM where they're like kind of almost so, they're projecting into the future where they're so like far past certain relationships that like coming back together isn't painful it's just kind of like oh my god like I miss you like let's be nostalgic but in this moment it's like they're not far enough removed from it where they're still sort of in that vulnerable period yeah I definitely agree with that also um I forget this is a true fact I feel like it is someone told me that it was like it's hard slash impossible to like fully remember physical sensations and like physical pain so it's like not possible really to like remember how something feels Mm. um so it's kind of like a pointless battle to like try to remember how they feel how it feels to have a heartbeat sort of which kind of is sad because it's like a futile battle yeah it is and that's what this song kind of feels like it's like they're trying but it isn't it's just not gonna happen it's futile it's like i like that it kind of fits like the whole theme of the song yeah because I feel like they both are kind of wanting to, like, f- like maybe make that spark happen again or, like, test it out. But it's, like, it's just not there. Yeah. Um, okay, moving on to the next verse. The fridge light washes this room white. Moon dances over your good side. This was all we used to need. Tongue-tied like we've never known. Telling those stories we already told. Because we don't say what we really mean. Um, I first want to say that I love the harmonies in the verses, and I just think it sounds really, really pretty. Um, Harry's voice sounds really nice on this um, as well. Like, you have to, like, really listen to the background noises versus Harry's voice to, like, focus on it. I feel like I always focus on sort of the main voice, but Mm -hmm. then when you go back, you can sort of hear the different layers, which I'm like... Wow, like Jeff Basker, good job producing this. <laughs> like you I don't even hear those layers, but they like obviously make up or I hear them, but I don't focus on them all the time and they make up like the fullness of these songs. Um I think the imagery here is really really pretty. Um I think it's like very clear compared to other parts of the album. Like the fridge light washes this room white, moon dances over your good side. Like that's very pretty. I like the slant rhyme of white inside. Mm. Um to me it just feels like they like are this is why like I have that whole like one night stand type thing in my head <laughs> where like they've like come down to the kitchen for like a midnight snack or something and like they open the fridge and he's like brought back to a time where they used to do this and where like this was enough this like nice domesticity and like they were happy just doing this but now like rather than that feeling it's kind of maybe more awkward like they're tongue-tied they don't really know what to say now like what do we do this is awkward it's not how it felt before it doesn't feel the same like ease that we felt before Mm -hmm. when we used to do this type of thing 
Um, what do you think of this? Um, so I think that like opening this with like the fridge line, um, I like the word domestic. I think that's like a perfect way to put it. Cause like, like the image of a fridge is like very human and Mm. mundane. Like, you know, ghosts have no use for fridges. Mm. Um, so it like connects them with like the physical, um, and just like, it's a very intimate moment. I don't think you'd like, um, oh, I guess like for some reason, like I think they were dancing, but also the reason that I think I thought they were dancing in my mind was the line from All Too Well by Taylor Swift that says Mm -hmm. we dance around the kitchen in the refrigerator light, which is another line that could be in dialogue with. um, Despite that one being written before they were together, but I think that doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I think because Carrie's listened to all her songs. Yeah, so he could like be in dialogue with this. And also I feel like it feels like a rom-com trope. Like it doesn't feel like something that humans actually do. Like, couples actually do that, like, you dance around in the refrigerator light, but it feels like it has, like, it's sort of like an emblem for a perfect domesticity, a perfect domestic happy couple. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Dancing around in refrigerator light. That's, like, like intimate. It's domestic. It's cute. Like, it's, even if it didn't happen, it's a perfect emblem of, like, what a relationship you'd like want of a relationship mm-hmm. um and then also i like the contrast from fridge to moon yeah um, you know like human to like this beautiful rock in the sky that's like mm-hmm. so above all humans mm-hmm. um uh but i also feel like it's kind of interesting that you chose like two different sources of light um do you have any like idea like why he did that because i feel like it's like kind of two of the same thing but i guess it is different because it's like the fridge washes over the room and then personally the moon is on your face yeah Um, like she attracts the moon or something yeah so I guess it's like different because it goes from like the room to her face which is like more personal and it like zooms in maybe Um, he's shut the fridge and then it's just the moon (laughs) oh true um and I remember Sam when this song first came out she was saying like um, the intimacy of, like, knowing someone so well, you know their good side, which, like, I feel like that just, like, struck me so much. Like, yeah. that's just, that's, it's such, this is, like, one of those lines where it says so much in such a little amount of words. Yeah, because it, it seems like he knows that whoever he's talking to has a favorite side of their own face. Yeah. Like, it's not, it doesn't feel to me where he's going, oh, I know which side of your face I like yes. better. It's like, You've heard the person say, oh, no, no, this is my good side. Like, I want this side to show in a picture or something. Yeah, because no one knows other people's good sides. Like, it seems like a definite thing that you invent in your own head. Yeah. Um, I also wanted to point out um, in style as well, um, there's a scene of them coming back at night. And, like, the lights are off. He takes off his coat. Like, that type of thing. So the being in a house at night and the whole... That... I feel like that is a, a theme we see in both of the songs. Yeah. Um, and what it was it in Out of the Woods, they talked about dancing around your living room. Yes. As well. Yeah. That that also. So I feel like there's so many themes from, like, Taylor's songs that ended up in this song as well. Yeah, because it definitely doesn't it seem like this, like, he doesn't say they're dancing, but it just feels like that's what they would be doing. Cause, like, right. Because, like, I mean, the moon dances, which I think... Yes, that's what it is, okay. That adds to it. Because, <laughs> um, like, if you're that, like if you're moving, then the mm-hmm. moonlight would be dancing around. Yeah, mm-hmm. you wouldn't just be, like, standing. Yeah, and I think it's interesting, too, because you have these first two lines which seem, like, really romantic and, like, domestic and pretty. And then we have, like, 
then we have this sort of line where it's like, but wait, like, this is what we used to need. But that's not how it is. It's not that, like, beautiful, metaphoric, like, innocent, like, domestic bliss. It's like, that's what we used to need. Like, that used to be good enough for the moon dancing and the fridge and, like, this sort of, like, really fluffy thing. Because now, like, actually, we're tongue-tied. Like, we can't talk. We don't know what to say. So we're repeating stories we've already told. It seems kind of awkward. And we're not saying what we really mean anymore. It almost seems like there's, like, a flip to that. Because while I feel like this is all in the present, it's, like, kind of using... Like, he maybe he sees... He's, like, looking through his eyes and seeing how he would have looked at this scene and, like, been, like, totally you know, taken away by it and kind of like, this is wonderful and everything I need. But like now going, but there's also this added element of like awkwardness and we don't really know what to say to each other anymore. Yeah. And like, I thought that like, because like I assumed also, and I feel like it makes sense that way most that it's like a a switch to the present, like saying that the tongue ties, tongue tied is like when they're already broken up. But also Mm -hmm. I was thinking maybe um, it could be talking about like, during their relationship like they like talking about like what went wrong like they couldn't communicate um which is like another strong uh theme on harry's album so -hmm. like when the relationship was going on they just kept the same safe topics instead of like breaching emotional treacherous territory um because they never said what they actually meant or what they really wanted to talk about so that made the relationship fail so it could be like a double meaning type of thing yeah i like that too and also like it could just be sort of like as we we said it's much more innocent like when you're young and you're kind of awkward and you don't really know what to say in some moments or whatever and you end up repeating songs or there's obviously miscommunication is a huge thing on harry's album as we've talked about and as you just said yeah um because, like, like, also tongue-tied, like, doesn't necessarily need to be a bad thing. Because I'm trying yeah. to think. Because, like, it could just be, like, oh, like, you're so flustered because you're, like, so mm-hmm. attracted to this person or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I totally didn't see that, but I like that. Um, and I wanted to mention the other parts on the album where it talks about Harry having trouble communicating. Mm. Um, I know I've said these before, but it's worth it. We don't talk enough. We should open up in Sign of the Times. We don't talk about it. It's just, it's something we don't do, which is Mimi in the hallway. I always think about you and how we don't speak enough, which is sweet creature. And comfortable silence is so overrated. Why won't you ever say what you want to say? So, I mean, I there's just such this theme of communication problems mm-hmm. um, throughout his album. Um, and this is the other one about tongue-tiedness and not really knowing what to say. Um, yeah, and I think we've all been in situations like that where you're, like, trying, sort of, like, when you're in your head going, like, okay, like, why haven't they asked me a question back? I just asked, like, five questions in a row. (laughs) It's your turn. Like, things like that. Um, because, yeah, because I, because we don't say what we really mean. That definitely could be, like, in the relationship Mm -hmm. where it's, like, we should have said what we wanted to say then because now we've screwed it up. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. Anything but else also, about this? Oh, yeah, because like, I also. Why? What? I I realized I had something else too. <laughs> oh, nice. Um. I was just gonna say like I feel like, um, 
he's like also projecting onto the other person that they're not saying what they really mean. But mm. also like he, there's no way that he could know that unless they do say what they really mean. Right. You know what I mean? So like, <laughs> so this could also be sort of a projection. Like I know I don't have, I have things that I want to say. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm assuming that you do. But then that's just like another like level of mis- like miscommunication because you have literally no idea what the other person yeah. is thinking and you're like projecting onto them. So, like, you, you have literally no idea, like, what the other person is thinking. And you mm-hmm. don't know if they have things they want to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does seem like he projects a lot onto the other person. In some ways, I'm like, okay, maybe he can just feel that they're both, like, kind of feeling these things. But in reality, you don't really know what's going yeah. through the other person's head. But it's, like, more comforting so, kind of to, like, project this where mm-hmm. it's, like, you both feel the same way. Yeah. Like, that it's not working out, and, like, the other person feels exactly how you do, and it's, yeah. like, easier than trying to understand, like, the nuances of another person. Mm-hmm. Especially because, like, also, if they were this, if he's talking about someone he was in a relationship with, he might know their tells a little bit more, so True. in that way he might be, like, if, if, if we're going back to the um, the way I described it about, like, tongue-tied like we've never known about like that being sort of in the present if they they're like get like they're back together for like a short time um like like we've never known might key into the fact that they've never had a problem communicating or like they used to talk all the time and never had it like like something like hard like awkward silences but now like we're having that feeling and so we're kind of being awkward. I feel like I was going to say something and I lost my train of thought. What was I saying before I just said that? Um, like that they tell stories that they already told, I think. I have no idea. I think that's what but, you're talking about. Yeah. So like, I feel like that could be, I, ugh, God dang it. When you freaking forget things. I know. I was doing a video for the Patreon the other day, and I forgot what I was saying, so I had to, like, pause the video, go back, <laughs> rewatch what I was saying, and then That's figure useful. it out. Yeah, it was. Um, but yeah, just kind of um, that this is an awkward situation, maybe, that they haven't... So, oh yeah, I was saying the tells. Like, they might realize, like... Oh, right, yeah. Like, oh my god, neither of us have ever been this, like, awkward. Like, I knew you pretty well, and now... Like, we've never been tongue-tied, so we're both kind of, like, realizing that it's awkward and we're both tongue-tied. Because sometimes you're in situations where you're like, okay, we both know this is awkward. Yeah, And, like, even though you don't know the other person's head, it's, like, so awkward or, like, so obvious or Mm -hmm. whatever it is that um, you're like, okay, maybe we're both feeling that this is just not working out because we're both not behaving the way that I know that we used to behave together. Yeah, that's true. Um, I also wanted to read this quote from Annie Zaleski from the AV Club who wrote about this song and said, it was, it acutely captures the discomforting, empty feeling of realizing that a spark is gone, which I thought was really pretty and definitely captured what I feel about this song. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's all I have for this verse. Do you have anything else? Um, nope. Okay, then we move on to the chorus, which is similar but extended than the one before. We're not who we used to be. We're not who we used to be. We're just two ghosts standing in the place of you and me. We're not who we used to be. We're not who we used to be. We're just two ghosts swimming in a glass half empty, trying to remember how it feels to have a heartbeat. Um, okay, in this one, you can hear some oohs and ahs or whatever the hell they are in the background, and it sounds really nice. So listen for those. Um 
And so the line that's different in this one is, we're just two ghosts swimming in a glass half empty. And this one made me think of the sort of pessimist optimist mm-hmm. um, imagery that we hear of, is the glass half full? Is the glass half empty? And in this case, it's the pessimist half empty type of thing. Um, so does that mean it just like work swimming in a glass that's already half empty? Like there's not much left. We're kind of trying to relive something that's already not there anymore. Yeah, I feel that. What did you think of this line? Uh, sorry, I just had to highlight something. Um, I, I definitely agreed with, I agree with you there. Um, and it seems like they're stuck in their negative thoughts and sadness mm-hmm. about what they're missing and they don't, it doesn't seem to be like bitterness or resentment. Like, you know, like glass half empty just seems negative overall, but I think it's just like more sadness than like mm-hmm. anger. Um, and also swimming is an action verb compared, I mean, yeah, an action word, I guess, compared to standing, like two go standing in the place of you and me, mm. but also they're trapped. Like, I'm yeah. just imagining, like, them swimming in tight circles, like a fish in a small, like, or two fish, two fish in a small glass before it's, like, poured out into, like, a big bowl. So, I feel like they're both trapped in the exact same cup, because it says a, a glass, so it's the same um, situation. They're both in the same glass, and they're, like, kind of, like, intrinsically connected by this experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but, so I don't think that's any better than standing, because even if it's, like, an action verb and they want to move forward, they're not moving forward, yeah. they're moving in circles, so it's not any better than just standing where you are. Like, you maybe feel like you're doing more, but, like, you probably really get tired just more. going in circles. <laughs> exactly. Um, and what was I going to say? Um, but I think that's, like, a, I think that's, like, one of the coolest lines in this song, mm-hmm. I'd say. It's just, like, it's very, it's, like, metaphorical, but it's also, like, it just, like, has such a clear image in my mind of just, like, a tiny little glass and, like, two ghosts, like, trapped mm-hmm. in there. And I love it so much. Um, it's interesting that you mentioned the fish thing because yeah. as I was looking on Wikipedia, or was it uh, the genius thing, um, someone talked about the Pink Floyd lyric in Wish You Were Here, which is, we're just two souls, two lost souls swimming in a fishbowl. Yeah. And that that definitely seems to, like, I don't know if Harry, like, thought of that, like, knew that one. I mean, he must have, because he likes Pink It must Floyd, be in the back right? of his mind, like, even yeah. if he doesn't, you know what I mean? Like, he, he like, put his own spin on it, and I really appreciate mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I thought that connection was cool. And then, obviously, the, the AM connection, we're just swimming round in our glasses and talking out of our asses. Yeah. Um, I wonder if Harry, like, put that in, like, did he, was he, he wrote on AM, right? Yeah, yeah, they all did, yeah. Yeah, because I feel like he might have, like, maybe, I think I might have said this before, like, maybe he didn't think that, like, Two Ghosts was going to be ever on an album, or, Mm -hmm. so, like, he, like, took that imagery and put it in here, and put it in here. That would be interesting. Yeah. Oh, more questions to ask him. It's really cool. We're two, we're just swimming around in our glasses. Yeah, because it's the same sort of idea. Exactly, because it's not, he's not saying fishbowl, which is what people, like, associate with, like, when you look at, like, you're mm-hmm. trapped in something, um, mm-hmm. and, like, you're looking in, like, you know, celebrities, like, talk about the fishbowl, um, mm-hmm. so it's, like, glass is definitely something different. Yeah. And, like, very specific, and also, but I also, Jesus, how many times am I going to say also, <laughs> but, um, I think it's really smart of him to say a glass half empty, mm-hmm. um, because it's, like, using a common phrase and yeah. just making it so interesting and different. Yeah. 
I love that because it's like bringing what someone knows based on the phrase, but making it your own rather than just yeah. using the phrase itself. Yeah. Um, Good job, Harry. Honestly, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I really don't think that this, like, is a weak lyrical song, even if yeah, you wrote it, not. like, 2014, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or more. I just feel like it's really, it holds its weight. And honestly, it has some of my favorite lines off the whole entire album. Wow, dang. Yeah. Yeah, really, it is a lyrically strong, it's a lyrically strong song. And I wonder, like, I know the boys, at least Louie and Niall have discussed this about with One Direction, holding back lyrically so that it would fit all the boys and all their experiences. And I'm like, why did you have to do that? We didn't care. Like, sing something super specific like this. Like, it's okay. Like, that specificity, like, we know it doesn't apply to every boy, but, like, not that One Direction, like, not that I'm like, oh, they should have changed One Direction's music. Yeah. But, it, like, this, even, I think, when you're in a band, I think it's still nice to have this type of specificity. And, like, I think Harry was able to do it back then, so he could have done it more, you know? For sure. Um, okay, then we... It's just kind of the like, the chorus again. Um, but before we have that, we have this great guitar solo twang moan slide thing. <laughs> Um, and I like this bit because you can sort of sing along to the guitar, which so is true. really cool. Like, who doesn't go, <laughs> literally, like, it just, it's so perfect. Like, you can sing to the guitar, which is so much fun. Um, I love this little bit. Um, I'm trying to remember. I mean, I watched the two live one, live performances he did before recording this. Um, but I don't really remember how this part was on it. On the live ones, but... I'm excited for it when we go to his concert. Ah! <laughs> I know. Um, okay, so then, so the ending lines of this are, we're not who we used to be, we're not who we used to be, we're just two ghosts standing in the place of you and me. We're not who we used to be, we don't see what we used to see, we're just two ghosts swimming in a glass half empty, trying to remember how it feels to have a heartbeat. Um, okay, and then I'll save the last two lines. Um... So, the, the we don't see what we used to see is different. Oh, yeah, I didn't even pick up on that until you said that. Hmm. Yeah, so this is, like, maybe we don't see in each other what we used to see. Yeah. Or, like, our, how we look out on the world is also different. Like, you just, as you grow, your lenses change and, like, how you're looking out on the world and you're not seeing the same things and we're sort of not feeling the same things. And, like, um, they have more of a negative outlook right now yeah. than the positive one that they used to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the sort of innocent, like, one maybe is not so much there anymore. Mm-hmm. It's like we've grown. Um, oh, I love how he extends the me and empty, and he goes, like, empty, and, like, goes up yeah. higher. Not exactly the way I just did it. <laughs> I liked it, though. It's a good remix. Thanks. Um, and then this is where we get that first pause for heartbeat, heart. Blah, 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 beat and he did he really extended it when he did it on james Corden, i loved that was nice. it was so quirky and fun it really was and he like looks around like he knows what he's doing to us um do you have anything about this bit i just feel like during the concert like i feel like he's really gonna ham it up and i feel like we might have mm. talked about this like i literally yeah. could see him juggling between the like pause <laughs> between heart and beat like bringing that out that would some, be so funny like that would be so good i just imagine him doing that or like like miming or something i don't yeah. know oh i just want that's to when really... the um that's when he goes off the stage and the encore he has to come back on and finish <laughs> yes! the beat, you know? ah, that'd be so funny <laughs> i hope he does that like those fun things will be really enjoyable as a live concert 
versus like listening to an album like I love those changes that happen yeah um and then the final two lines trying to remember how it feels to have a heartbeat I'm just trying to remember how it feels to have a heartbeat so we have that change of just trying to I'm just trying which I think like brings it back to a very more personal thing almost like you're sort of you know, exposing yourself a bit where before it's kind of like this anonymous trying, maybe it's both of us, but then it's a lot more like, I'm going to be truthful. I'm, Mm. I'm really trying. Like it almost seems more vulnerable to me. Yeah. Like I'm just imagining like on a stage production, I like am very visual. I realize that like, I just kind of have to like, that's how I dissect songs is kind of like just pouring out what I see in my own mind, mm-hmm. but whatever. Um, I'm like, if this was a stage production in this moment, um, the spotlights that were on two people would shut off on like the, the other person and it would just be like the main yes. speaker. Um, and I just feel like it's, it's really sad because like you're realizing that you're not part of a unit anymore. You're not part of a yeah. couple. Like you're this individual and you're like how, like I, I feel like a lot of people talk about like how if you're in a relationship for a while, like you kind of forget how to be just on your own because you really mm-hmm. do get like intertwined with this other person to become a unit, you know, become mm-hmm. a couple. Um, and like, it's just like so, I don't know, like I'm just feel so lonely. It's so sad because like mm-hmm. we is just so apparent in the rest of the song. Like they literally talk about, they say we every other time. Yeah. I, I totally agree with that. And it goes back to that whole like not really knowing what the other person's feeling. And this is sort of a self journey, despite like the fact that it felt like we were, you know, a pairing or whoever's mm-hmm. talking felt like a pairing. It's really like you're on your own and this is a self journey that you're going to be finding your heartbeat again by yourself, not with the other person. Yeah. Amy, she's on the freaking. <laughs> <laughs> Amy the cat, not yeah. Paris. Caro's friend. <laughs> yeah. <I've... laughs> She's on Amy, the keyboard. <laughs> stop sitting on my bed. Get down. Get off the keyboard, Amy. <laughs> Amy, why are you sitting on my keyboard? I'm recording a podcast. Um, I don't remember what I was going to say. <laughs> um, and then obviously the song ends with the t- as we've talked about. And that little detail is just everything. I know. I really like and also just like in, in part of like a. Um, like a context or content standpoint, I feel like the ending with a T, it's such like, it clo- it really closes off a song. It's like shutting mm-hmm. a book. It's like closing the door on the relationship. It just like feels like it's really an ending of a chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, how many times, like how many different ways can I put it? Like it just feels like now that like they really seem like they're like severing the cord and like yeah. kind of realizing that they really have to it's like. It's like a fast chop. Yeah, exactly, like a guillotine, you know? I'm just mm-hmm. imagining an umbilical cord, too. Jesus, there's so many different images <laughs> going on in my mind. Um, but I feel like maybe now that they can tr- sort of begin to heal, because, like, they're mm-hmm. realizing that, one, that, like, they're an individual now, um, mm-hmm. and also, like, they're, like... I don't know, I feel like that, like, the 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 drawing out of the heartbeat sort of seems like the drawing out of a relationship and sort of like Mm. trying to cling on to what once was, but like the definitive end, I feel like if he just like let the heartbeat like just sort of like string out, then it just Mm -hmm. like seems like it has a more, um, it seems like it would have a more sad ending because like this is a sad song, but I feel like that tea, man, I'm really diving into this tea. I'm so (laughs) hyped right now. I feel like this tea really represents the fact that there's, like, positive, you know, times in his future, like, he can heal from this Mm -hmm. and that he's starting to because he's, like, 
kind of like putting that block in the door and like moving forward because he's not extending out the heartbeat anymore. He's chopping it off. Wow, that was some <laughs> deep analyzing stuff there. Wow. Honestly, honestly, this is that's... the type of intense detail you get here over on Talk Direction, you guys. True. I mean, that I love that. So true. Thank you. The tea is everything, and it now really we know, is. like, sort of the in depth reason behind it. <laughs> um, anything else about the song? Um, no, I just cannot wait to see what the music video has in store for us. Hopefully there yeah, is what one. Do you, what do you think it'll be? I kind of want it to be, like, some sort of, like, artistic interpretation with literal ghosts. Like, you know I oh. love a ghost. And I would love for it to be, like, sort of, like, I don't even know why I'm imagining, like, sort of, like, animation, like, claymation, some type of deal. <laughs> like, made out of, like, maybe, like, paper or something. Uh-huh. Um... Oh my god, like like origami or something? I don't even know. But I just like I'm kind of like I don't want humans to be in it. I feel like it'd be like more interesting if it was sort of like floaty or maybe like dancers mm-hmm. would even work, but um I'd kind of rather have like an artistic interpretation. Interesting. Um, yeah, that's how I'm feeling. I I was thinking like maybe like dancers dancing throughout like an empty house. Oh, like a haunted house. Yeah. Some <gasps> something like because then it's like this was where maybe their relationship was alive, but it's no longer. And then you could have Harry like sitting with a guitar in like a room with the fridge open or something on him. Oh my god! But <laughs> so I also like, want Harry to be a ghost. I want him to be like a <gasps> translucent ghost. That would be so cool. Although I don't know if they'll go with that that whole uh, like thing after the whole sign of the times thing. Like you won't? Don't think thing. he'll be like him. Oh. Do maybe not think continue. He'll be maybe it's a big storyline they'll do. Oh right, because he's Harry's shooting off into the sky. And he's, yeah. like, going to the afterlife. Probably. Wow. They in, wanted in to do a conceptual series of videos. Interesting. Sign of the Times was only part one of a very in-depth story we're going to get about Harry the Ghost. I'm so into it. Oh, my God. That, <laughs> also, I know Lucia um, was saying on Twitter that I should do another part two of, yes. um, you know, my Halloween story from last year, which I try to, like, I want to find the actual, like, written transcription, but if you want to hear my Halloween 1D story from last year, it's on... 2016's um halloween episode and um, if you haven't listened to either 2015 or 2016 those are both two of our favorite honestly, episodes yeah they're so good you should definitely go back and listen to them yeah. even if you like just started listening to us because they're honestly i love halloween and i love our themed episodes and they're so freaking yeah. fun we do a lot of like sort of fun activities rather than this like in-depth literature analysis yeah. we yeah. like do we do fun games and like laugh a lot so i know i can't wait for this stuff. year me too. Already gearing up for it. I like that Halloween is our main holiday. Like, I know. I just like that's how it needs to be in my that's like how it is in my heart and like I'm yes. glad that it like translates into talk direction. It's wonderful. Um ha, for lyrics, what would you say is your favorite lyric of this song? I would say um I think we're just two ghosts swimming in a glass half empty trying to remember how it feels to have a heartbeat. I feel like both of those are really really good. Yeah. Those are pretty. I like the fridge light washes this room right, moon dances over your good side. That is also really good. Um, and then how would you rate or rank this? I said, like, rank based on Harry's other songs. Like, where does this yeah. fall for you? Um, I feel like it falls a strong four, maybe. But I don't know what the other top three would be. So maybe it's, like, a three. Really? So it's quite up there. For yeah, you. I think it is. I think so. I just, like, really... I think, the, like, those, like, small... 
I think, I mean, also probably because it has ghost imagery. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So it's, like, really personally, you know, that's a favorite of mine. A favorite yeah. of mine. But, like, I feel like those, like, some of those, like, w- like one-liners, I'm just like, yes, Harry. Like, that is just, like, taking it to a next level. Oh, wait. Mm-hmm. Also, glass half empty. Did I say that? I I think so. Okay, yeah, that's what I meant. That's the one I meant. I don't know if I said that or not, but yeah. Because I just feel like that line just, like, kills me every time. Yeah, it is really pretty. Um, I would say... I don't know. I I need to I need to try now and rate to my rank. songs. Yeah, I yeah. think we should do this sometime. And then we can have a definitive answer when we do like each of the songs. You're right. Like I would probably say mid, mid. It's in the falls in the middle, but I also don't know what would be on like the bottom side of it besides I know. like maybe a couple. But like I know there's more songs than three that are I like better than it. Hmm. I just feel like tell. yeah, because like four is almost at the middle because like. Like, there's only 10 songs. Yeah. So. It's hard. It is Too hard. hard. Uh, okay, that's it for our song discussion for Two Ghosts. I think that was really good. Nice. Let us know what you guys thought of the song. If you had a different interpretation of something, what your favorite lyrics are, all that good stuff. Um, and also any just sort of general feedbacks on the show. Um, write us in for our Back to You segment if you want to. Um, we're going to do recommendations again today, nice. which is one of our fave segments that we've stopped doing, and so we're bringing it back. <laughs> um, I have two recommendations for this episode. The first one is that Kesha's, al- Kesha's album came out. It's called Rainbow, and it is the freaking best thing that has happened to me this summer. Um, <laughs> have you listened to it yet, Kara? I haven't. I know. I know I need to. I've like, Kara! I, think I, I think I started to, because um, I love Kesha. I don't know what I'm doing with my life. And like... Kara, you literally... I don't have words to explain how much I love the album. Okay. Like, I just honestly, love the aesthetics, too. Like, the album It's one of my so favorite good. albums ever now. Oh, my God. Every song's a jam. Wow, so okay. Let me get into this. You have this. to listen to it. You have to listen to all the lyrics. It's so okay. inspiring and empowering and just, like, so fun to dance and sing along to. Yes, Kesha. I just, it's just incredible. So if you haven't listened to Kesha's album, do yourself a favor and listen through. Start from the beginning and listen in order and just have an amazing time. It's just, like, one of those albums, like, immediately you love. Well, at mm-hmm. least that's how it was for me. Okay. Um. The second recommendation is the podcast Aspiring Adults by Sarah and Johanna. Of course, Sarah and Johanna are two lovely listeners that we have. We've had them on the shows a couple times. Um, They're feminists. They're witty. They both have blogs. They're super smart and they are political. I don't know all the good words to describe them. Um, and their podcast is pretty much about all that. Um, as they describe it, it's about social justice, politics, entertainment, and a whole bunch of other stuff, um, which is, I think, just the best combination because I think when we live in the world we live in, it's so great to have a combination of like entertaining things, but also political things and bringing them together in an interesting way that makes it really understandable, which both of them do so well. Um, I think they just explain things well in a way that makes it easier to understand than I think sometimes like listening to the news does because it's like being filtered through, you know, their voices, um, which I think is always a good thing. Um, They have it on iTunes and SoundCloud and we're going to link it on our Twitter as well. So it's called Aspiring Adults. Um, And so far they've had episodes about Harry Potter, climate change in the Paris um, climate change agreement. Um... 
they've recommended you music, they talk Pixar, mu Pixar movies. Um, I think there's just like such a good range of things for everyone. Um, and you should definitely go check it out because they're so lovely and very funny and we love them both. And yeah, I can't say enough good things about their podcast. Um, thank you guys for listening to episode 108 of Talk Direction. You can go follow us on Twitter at talk underscore direction and join our lovely Twitter community over there. You can email us at talkdirection at gmail.com. You can go to our Tumblr, which is talkdirection.tumblr.com. And that's a good way to send anonymous messages. Um, you can go to our Instagram, which is just talkdirection. And you can follow us individually on Twitter. I am at Caitlin I.R. Foster. And Caitlin is spelled C-A-I-T-L-I-N. And Kara, where can they find you? I'm Kara underscore pond and Kara is with a C. And then if you're looking for bonus content, you can head over to patreon.com slash talk direction where we do videos, which are the ones we've talked about. You get the Google Docs to every episode um, and you get half hour extra episode every episode. So again, we're going to be talking more about shipping and going over your guys' feedback from last episodes. But as, as, as soon as you sign up to Patreon, you get every single past episode we've done. So there's hours and hours of extra content over there and you can listen to them all and you can make them come right to your podcast app as well. Um, it's an easy Google to figure out how to do that. Um, and again, audibletrial.com slash talk direction. I recommended Cuckoo's Calling and Care recommended, uh, yeah, Handmaid's Tale. So if you're looking for a new book to listen to, um, definitely go to audibletrial.com slash talk direction because you get a free audiobook and everyone loves free stuff. Um, and you can rate and review us and subscribe on iTunes. And we're also on SoundCloud and there's an app for that. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Kara. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next time for episode 109. Bye! Same lips red, same eyes blue, same white shirt, couple more tattoos.